Hi, we're Sam and Bridget, and you're listening to A Walk Across Texas State. Today, our guest is Emily Hawarney. Emily is a career counselor in our office and a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas. She's also an adjunct faculty member at St. Edwards University. Emily proudly served in the Peace Corps in the Philippines from 2010 to 2012, and she currently lives in Austin with her husband and two dogs. We're so happy to have Emily on the podcast today to be talking about job search and self-care, and we hope you enjoy her tips too. Well, we're really excited that you're here. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Of course. I'm so excited to be here. You submitted an awesome topic. Thank you. Yeah. So we are going to talk about, in some fashion, um, the job search thing and (laughs) self-care during it. And so um, when you brought this topic to us, um, we know that you have some stories. So we wanted to start there. Share with us some of the stories about job searches that you've either done or, you know, close family members mm-hmm. um, and how that went and why this topic is so important to you. Sure. So um, when I when we moved to Austin, we moved um, because my partner got a job. And so I was like, sure, I'll go. It'll be really easy for me to get a job there as well. Um, but then I ended up being unemployed for six months. And so that was very scary for me because I hadn't been in that space before. Um, and I felt like I, in previous job applications had been pretty successful. So I was like, why am I striking out so hard? Um, Part of it is because Austin is a really competitive place. And, um, and I was coming from higher education in Dallas. And so I just assumed I could step into higher education uh, in Austin. But again, that was proving to be more competitive and more challenging. Um, I was also still learning the tips and tricks of resumes and cover letters and didn't know everything that I do know do now about that. Um, So uh, the first month applying to jobs, it was just more excitement, right? Like you're looking for jobs and I felt so excited about some of them and I would put all of my energy into the applications and then I might not hear back or maybe I'd get an interview but then wasn't selected for the job. And so as time passed, you know, probably in that second month, I was feeling really, really down uh, and then just continued to feel down until I um, found a job. And so in that experience, I learned a lot about myself and a lot about self-care during that process. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having gone through that has allowed me to have empathy for students or alumni that are going through the same thing. Um, so, yeah, that's that was my kind of experience with it how like how far along in your career were you when you were looking for this job in Austin great question so when I graduated from um, the University of Massachusetts I joined the Peace Corps and was in Mm -hmm. the Philippines for two years which I also thought would just make me the best candidate (laughs) in the whole wide world for any job ever and so I um, when I got back That was its own job search Mm. uh, strategy thing as well. Um, But I did move. I'm originally from Massachusetts, so I moved to Texas. And I applied for a job at Southern Methodist University. Mm. And 
um, was very persistent with my application. <laughs> like I applied and then I followed up with someone in that office to mm. make sure they got my application and they brought me in for an interview and then I got the job offer. So wow. that felt really easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, cool. That was like, I guess applying for jobs is easy. Um, but that was, st- <laughs> but, but that was still um, a couple months after coming back because I, I was applying for jobs in Massachusetts and wasn't really having luck, but then mm. had good luck in so Dallas. Did you apply for like an out of state position from Massachusetts to Dallas? Um, I was actually in Dallas. Okay. I was, um, I was, just I was yeah, well, I was visiting when I decided I would like to move. So I okay. started applying to jobs. So um, I can't remember if I had put my Massachusetts address or wherever I was currently staying. I can't remember what I had done there, but um, I think in my cover letter, I had potentially said that I intended to be living in Dallas and all of that, Mm. um, or or said something to the effect of I had recently moved to Dallas um, to to let them know about that. Um, So from that perspective, I felt like, again, that part was sort of easy. Uh, So... I worked there for about a year and a half, and that's when we um, moved. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty new. I mean, I had done the Peace Corps after college, but in terms of in the industry, it hadn't been very long. Mm. One of my hardest job searches was actually when I had around like a year's worth of experience, and then I thought like, I'm going to be able to get some job that's like a way better fit for me, like (laughs) after one year of work experience. and. That was probably my hardest job search time, so I was just curious. Yes, yeah, so similar similar timeline. Yeah. Uh, kind of a, maybe a technical question, but how long do you think or are there statistics on it takes an individual to get a job if they mm-hmm. like don't have a job at all? Or mm-hmm. I guess even if you have a job. Yeah, the mm-hmm. average is actually six months, and I yeah, was um, I on, on target with, <laughs> with yeah. that. It took me six months to find a job, and yeah. um, and through a lot of trials and, and errors. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So during that time, y- you you know said that self care became really important to you. What were some of your strategies for you? Sure. So. Um, one of my not a great strategies <laughs> was I would right. start, start with that and then because then I grew from that. Um, it, so the apartment we were living in came with cable. Normally, I, like I don't have cable yeah. now, so um, I came with cable and I got really into um, pitbulls and parolees. <laughs> oh my gosh, and, that show is so good, though. Yes, and yes. so I would I would watch that. And that was like, that was my initial self-care is like, Mm -hmm. no matter what I was doing, like if I was applying for jobs Mm -hmm. and all that, that would be my break. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to watch this. It just, I think it was even on demand. So I kind of got into a binge watch situation (laughs) and that was not productive. And that's where I would start to feel down and I would just Mm -hmm. be like well, the day's over anyway, so I'll just sit here and <laughs> and yeah. wait for my partner to come home. <laughs> and and then he'd be like, what did you do today? <laughs> and, so, and sometimes it was not very much. Um, so a common misconception I hear sometimes is that when you're looking for a job, it needs to be your full-time job. Um, but I don't think that that's particularly sustainable because it's really exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's helpful to have structured time to say, okay, I'm going to go do this. 
And then I'm going to take a break and watch Pitbulls and Prolies or, <laughs> or um, go do something social because that was something mm-hmm. normally when you're in a job, you hopefully make some lovely friends like I have here at hey. Career Services. <laughs> and so, but when you're not working, it's very isolating. And so I would just be at home. So a lot of times it was actually getting out of the house, still doing something social, hopefully something that wasn't too expensive because I wasn't making money. Um but still making sure that that was a priority. So uh, so that was something I learned. I did also start going to counseling myself just because I recognized that I was getting into a pattern of feeling a little bit depressed and, and that was affecting my motivation to continue applying to jobs. So I did go to counseling and um, there's a great resource in Austin called Capital Area Counseling. And I, um, I went there. They provide um, low-cost counseling to to the community. And so I did go there for a short period and, and kind of got on my feet there. Um, it was funny because then years later, once I got my master's in counseling, I did one of my internships there as oh, well. Wow. So it kind of came full circle. Um, but that was, that was a great thing for me. Um, but then uh, another piece is to make sure that you're staying organized with it. Um, because that can help. That's, that's both a practical, just good practice advice, but also can be helpful for self-care because if you're not keeping track of everything that you're doing, it can feel like, what did I do today? Um, so keeping a log of the different things you've done, um, can help you to see the progress that you are making, even if it's not directly resulting in a job offer immediately. So. I know sometimes like when I'm in, in student appointments and talking to them, I'll show them like an actual example of like an Excel or like Google Sheets document that I use to track things. And it's it's just like it helps you follow up. It helps you keep track of either like like you're saying it's like what did I do today? Or sometimes I would feel like, oh, I've done a lot today. And I realized that like I had spent a lot of time scrolling, but I hadn't spent a lot of time doing like actual actionable like effort kind of things like applying or like contacting someone I was mostly scrolling but it wasn't until I was tracking stuff that I was like oh (laughs) I actually haven't applied for that many jobs yes because it can feel like that sometimes you can Mm -hmm. say oh I've applied to hundreds of jobs but and and sometimes that is the case but uh you know depending on if you're keeping a log or not uh you might not really know those exact numbers um And what I will say about kind of applying to 100 jobs is you want to make sure that you're really being intentional because the other thing that can happen when you're getting into that desperation point of job search is just shooting out your resume to any old job. You're like, I don't care. I just need to work. Um, But that often uh, isn't very effective to getting a job. And then even if it does lead to a job, it could be a really, really poor fit for you. So I am definitely more... um, quality over quantity though you do need to make sure you are um, keeping a balance of that you do need to make sure the volume is high enough because if you only apply to two jobs and then sit around and wait that is not a good strategy either yeah I think the other thing I liked a lot about keeping the list is I keep lists for other things and when I'm out of a job I don't I feel like I have nothing to make a list for. Mm -hmm. So when I make that list, I can check it off when I've reached back out or if I've heard no or, you know, if they're still pending. So that always, it gave me a little bit of motivation through the day. Mm -hmm. So that might be good for people who are list makers. Definitely. 
Definitely. And I am a big fan, too, of breaking things down into smaller parts because sometimes it can feel very overwhelming when you need to apply to a job is you're like, okay, I have to tailor my resume and that's going to take time and I have to uh, tailor my cover letter and that's going to take time. And so figuring out all the parts that go into that. So looking at a job description, for example, and having that be a task that you check off your list, right? So saying, I'm going to read this job description and highlight the keywords that I know that I have those skills. So that's one task. So check, right? And then from there, then you can, it can be even as small as open your resume, right? Because sometimes it's like, you just don't even want to look at it. So if you can make that as a to-do list to just open it, check that off. And then you know, piece by piece. It it depends on how you work. But I know that for me, sometimes if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I have to break it down into the smallest itty bitty action items so that I can check those off and get through it and get to the next things. Absolutely. I I love that. I'm like, I want to go break my to-do list up more now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So as we're talking about job searching, I know one thing we really wanted to get your thoughts on is the word self-care. It's thrown around a lot more today. And so I think like people use it maybe more, I don't want to say more frequently than we should, but I don't think everyone has like a clear definition of what it is. Like for a while, I personally like just viewed it as like, oh, people who go get like massages and get like put on face masks and sit in bubble baths. But kind of what would your definition of self-care be like and could you just talk about that a little bit sure so my definition of self-care would be reflecting on what you really need in that moment and whether Mm -hmm. that's um, emotionally or physically or and sometimes it is that treat yourself um, (laughs) that can be a part of self-care but that's often not the majority of it, uh, especially mm. if you're uh, unemployed, you might not be able to afford such luxuries. Yeah. Right. Um, but really looking at, looking within yourself and seeing what would fill me up right now, what would help me to, to be centered and then move forward. Because again, a lot of times if we're feeling overwhelmed, it's helpful to stop and take a breath and be like, how can I help myself to reduce this overwhelm so that I can move forward with what I need to do? So that may be uh, making a to-do list. That can be self-care um, and, and breaking it down into smaller parts. Or sometimes it is recognizing my eyes hurt from looking at the computer for too long. I need to step away and go for a walk outside. Um, it can be, again, that social piece. Sometimes when we're feeling isolated, self-care can be, I just need to go be with a friend right now or call my mom or do something that's just going to fill fill me up um, in, a, in a positive way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, kind of an unrelated question. I think it goes back to what we were talking about just a little bit ago, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, so I remember in a few job searches that I was, like you said, I was trying to be very intentional about the jobs I was applying to. So that meant that I was applying to jobs I like really, really wanted, whether it was the job description sounded really cool or it just, I was like made for the job or whatever. And, you know, maybe some of those I interviewed for 
maybe some of them I never got called back for, but ultimately I was rejected from those really choice jobs. And then, you know, then the next day go back and try to look at other jobs and then there's nothing that matches that job because it was the job. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that kind of rejection like when you're two months in? Yeah, that's a great question Um, because that definitely is a big piece of it is the constant rejection is such a big part of why job searching can be so hard. Uh, And so I do think it's a bit of the narrative that you're telling about yourself. So a lot of times the self-talk that we give in those moments are, you know, oh, like, of course you didn't get it. You never get anything you want and you didn't, you should have done this or you should have done that and kind of getting down on yourself even more. Um, So for one is to recognize that if someone didn't select you, it doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. Uh, it just means that there m- may have been another candidate that had slightly more experience or they knew the person that was hiring. Um, networking is so important in the job search. And so I think that trying to not take it personally, of course it does. So kind of allowing yourself to grieve that. Um to grieve being like that job sounded really cool and I really wanted it and I didn't get it. So just allowing yourself to process those emotions um, and then figuring out being like, okay, there's got to be something else better for me. Uh, If they didn't see what I have to offer, then, then they don't deserve me. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I I need to go somewhere where they, they're going to appreciate my strengths. Um, And you can reflect, you can kind of look back over the application and be like, is there anything that I could have done differently um, in moving forward? Uh, but that it is really a tough thing. And so it's just to recognize that rejection is likely going to be a part of the process just from the start so that you aren't so surprised by it when it happens. I see that happen sometimes um, working with students is that they find a job, their first job that they're applying for and they really like it and they're so excited and then they're very surprised when they don't get a call back. Uh, And so it's that first recognition of like, oh, this isn't going to be as easy as I thought it was. So sometimes going into it, I know it sounds kind of like negative, but to go into it being like, this is going to be hard uh, and just setting those expectations. Um, So yeah. But again, kind of going back into that self-affirmation instead of the negative self-talk to really think about, okay, these are the the strengths that I have. There is going to be a place that's going to bring me in and appreciate me and I'm continuing to grow through this process. Are there there any resources or tools that you use a lot for self-care and maybe like some of those like self-affirmations and and things that you mentioned? Sure. So uh, I definitely, I I like you use Excel or Google Docs for the, for the job tracking. Um, There, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, apps for um, job search, you can save the, the jobs that you're looking at. So Mm. that's a good way to to keep track as well if you're more of someone with a iPhone or an iPad or something. Yeah. So that's more for the, the job search side. But on the self-care side, uh, there's an app called Calm mm. um, that gives different meditations that you can do. And so that can sometimes be helpful. There are different uh, breathing apps. You know, if you have an Apple Watch, it already comes with the breathing um, mm. I guess it's a breathing app and it just it kind of walks you through a breathing exercise because that can really help to calm anxiety. Mm. Um, There's a lot of great apps out there and it just depends on how you operate on if it's if it's going to be the best thing for you. So there's like there's a production app called like I'm going to say this wrong. It's like Habitica. 
Okay. And it's um, and it's based on building habits, but oh, it's gamified. I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for people that might do better, like they like to play games on their phone, mm-hmm. then maybe something like that would help them to stay focused and organized in the job search. Yeah. Um, but also just utilizing some of the other productive apps, like if you use Todoist or yeah. any of those, um, those can be helpful. But in terms of like a, a meditation or, or self-care one, those are, those are some. Thanks, Emily. That was very helpful. And I feel like, not that I'm job searching now, but it, <laughs> it I wish I had heard that when I was because yeah. it would have been very comforting and reassuring. So thanks yes. for your expertise in that. Thanks, Anytime. Emily. Yeah. A Walk Across Texas State is produced and edited by Zachary Webb and student producer Zach Blue. Music by Richard Hall. For free resources and additional information about our services, head over to careerservices.txstate.edu and follow us on social media at TXSTCareers. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.